Salwete omnes, hello all. You are listening to The Next Dimension, a Dragon Ball Z podcast. Movie special number four, covering the Dragon Ball Z movie 12, Fusion Reborn. gets underway, another event is about to take place, which will shake the very foundations of creation. What a disaster! This could destroy us all! When the check-in station shuts down, there will be no barrier between dimensions. Careful, Goku. He's stronger than he looks. The next dimension is brought to you by Z-Catchers. See a Z escape from its ball? Don't get rabies and call Z-Catchers to help you get your unruly Z back in its Dragon Ball. Z-Catchers, gonna catch them all. The next dimension is also brought to you by Chi-Chi's Driving School. Are you the only man in your town without a driver's license or a car? Let's be honest, your sister is sick of it. If this is you, then put your training on hold and sign up for Chi-Chi's Driving School. Our experienced instructors Cynthia and that old guy will help you pass or scream at you when you fail. Stop getting yelled at by your sister and sign up with Chi-Chi. Well, hello everyone. Hopefully you can tell that something is different because you are listening right now to a female. That's right. I have broken in to the society of males. I have gotten rid of Jesse and Donovan who really cared to listen to them anyways and I've decided to take over this podcast. Now let me be real with you people first. I don't know a lick 
about Dragon Ball Z, but I promise you the depth of my heart and soul that I will put everything forth to really understand and research and just bring you the the most knowledge that I can possibly bring you on Dragon Ball Z. I mean, if you've listened to my other shows, you know that I come to the table really fully prepared, and this show will be no different. So I'm hoping that you will be accepting and perhaps come to this show now and you not push pause or delete on your iTunes and your iPod or iPhone or iTouch, whatever you're listening to. You're just coming with an open mind and open heart and thinking, yeah, I'm going to give this Stella a try. You know, Donovan and Jesse, you got to give it up to them. They they did the best that they could. And, and I think, you know, for that, that long haul, they were really putting forward some great stuff. But they just thought, you know, I think it's time to retire for a time. And maybe they'll be back. But for right now, they're on sabbatical. And I'm coming on just to bring new life into this show. And I'm just super excited about it because, I mean, when you go into something new and fresh, it's just like this new world of opportunities. And I'm just so pumped to understand these little Z creatures that you got to stick in the ball. I mean, how do you get them in there? Do they really want to come out? You know, is it animal cruelty to stick them in this tiny contained ball? Uh, Why do some of them have the the special abilities of having more than one star on their ball. I don't know, but I am here with you to get to those answers, and I'm super pumped. Hey, before we get into the main crux of this episode, I do have a couple emails from listeners, like you, of course. First up, from at Petarded87, which is the Twitter handle. Hello, my favorite Zcasters. I've been listening to your podcast on my drive to work for about two years now and love what you guys do. This is my first time writing in, and I ask forgiveness as I am writing this email on my phone at work. Shame on you, Petarded, because you should be working, not, you know, typing on your phone. But uh, I'll give it to you since, you know, I appreciate people writing into my show. As these are the last few episodes, I wanted to know a few of your thoughts on your favorite moments. First, what was your favorite fight? Mine would have to be Goku and Majin Vegeta. What was the most comedic part of the show for you? What was the most serious part? And who is your least favorite character? I think that Babidi is so bad he should be in GT. I hope to see your thoughts on all movies if you continue the podcast. May the balls be... Oh my, that, how, how inappropriate. May the balls be with you. Uh, Petarded, I don't know. I don't appreciate this. So yeah, find Petarded87 on Twitter at Petarded87. Well, it's hard to say what my, my favorite fight is right now. I mean, there's a lot of screaming that you have to get through. And frankly, I don't understand. I mean, why can't these characters just love on one another? You know what I'm saying? I know we have to have a villain. We need an antagonist and everything. But it's just hard to uh, wrap my head around all the screaming, to be honest. Now, if, if I were to take a step back, I do have to say that one of my favorite fights would probably be Ryuko, almost a possessed evil Ryuko, when she was wearing uh, the Kamui that was not Senkets, versus Satsuki and Mako, who, uh, who were, were fighting against her and using their own different uniforms. And, and they were both, actually, they both put on Senkets at one point. And it was just really, it was an emotional battle, to be sure, because obviously, uh, for the first time, I think you're really rooting for 
uh, Satsuki to to defeat Ryuko, and then it's just hard to also watch Senkets just uh, you know screaming at her. You know, you gotta put me back on, and and Ryuko is evil, and and you've been following her this entire series. So I think that would be one of my favorite fights. The next question, most comedic part of the show for me. Well, in my limited Dragon Ball Z experience, I do have to say that the driving school that clip where Chi Chi is yelling at um, <laughs> Goku and Piccolo and then they go on this crazy thing and, and uh, Cynthia is just absolutely bonkers. That was a pretty comedic part for me. What was the most serious part? I mean, basically anytime anyone is yelling and uh, like, I mean, their veins are bulging out of their head and, and their neck. I mean, that's pretty serious to me because I think to myself, someone's got to call 911 or this person's going to have an aneurysm. And then basically, why am I even covering Dragon Ball Z on this podcast if this character is going to die. You know what I'm saying? So that's pretty serious for me. Uh, favorite character? Uh, oh, most uh, least favorite character? Who wants to know about that? My favorite character is definitely Piccolo. I got a crush on that little green dude with his purple gi and his little turban. I think he's, he's uh, he, he rocks my socks. Least favorite character? It's probably that little bald guy that yells on the planet and trains and, you know, and he hates Goku or whomever. Can't recall his name right now, but I don't really care for him, just given my experience with him. And, uh, yes, well, of course, uh, Petard87, you're going to get my thoughts on movie number 12. And, like I said, you know, I'm going to keep going with these different movies and, and finish off this podcast. But who knows, you know, maybe the sabbatical will only be a couple months and maybe Donovan and Jesse will come back in the the summer and you can hear more of their thoughts but right now you have to just be satisfied with me next up from andrew he says great podcast basically went through the whole thing over a month and got to say thank you your podcast made me appreciate the series again grew up on it as most kids born in the late 80s did and the podcast filled me with fond memories of the show love the fact you use music and sound clips from the actual show I found myself overall enjoying the atmosphere of the show as both of you are great hosts and found myself enjoying the off-topic episodes a great deal, as well as where you bring energy and plenty of that good entertainment factor. Keep up the stellar work and we'll definitely keep listening and hopefully hear more soon. Hey, thanks, Andrew. You used my, my name there, Stellar. You know, we get that from Stella, and Stella comes from the Latin Stella, Stellae, a feminine, which means star. So just so you know, hey, it's great to hear, you know, some of your history and that you grew up on this and you're listening to the show. So I'm certainly glad that you're downloading each month. And, and yeah, again, I, I just applaud Donovan and Jesse for what they have done and really creating this firm foundation. And, Andrew, I am really hoping that you stick with the show even though, you know, you've gotten rid of these masculine voices and you have someone that perhaps has a voice that's maybe an octave higher or so. And I'm just as energetic and, and I'm a little wacky too, as some of my friends say. And if you listen to me on other shows, you'll certainly know that I have a bubbly person. Maybe bubbly is not the best, but I do have, you know, a positive personality and, and hopefully uh, you, you'll be okay with that and, and it'll just transition well from my two friends over to me. Well, that's it for the emails and the writers in. Thanks again for writing in. That's lovely. I always like to, uh, you know, be able to answer listener emails. And uh, remember, if you want to continue to write in, you can send an email at dbznextdimension at hotmail.com. And you can also send in some feedback on iTunes or like the show on Facebook. So I'll always be around if you ever want to ask me any questions.
Okay, well that is it for the odds and ends, and now I just want to get in to the meat of the episode. Everything else is potatoes, you know what I'm saying? But this is the meat, the main course. And I'm going to review movie number 12, Fusion Reborn. But hey, since this is my first episode on the show, first for hopefully a very long time, guess what, friends? I am going to be doing a commentary on Fusion Reborn. So now hopefully you're scrambling around trying to pick up your DVDs so you can watch and listen to the commentary as the movie goes along. So I'll give you that time now. But of course, you know, as with all shows, you need something to bring with you to go into a movie. Fans, listeners, friends, it's that time. So grab your Dragon Balls, grab your Zs, Grab your underpants, grab your Naruto, grab your Pokemon, grab your Yu-Gi-Oh, grab your Avatar, grab your Korra, grab your Attack on Titan, grab your Afro Samurai or Donovan, they're pretty much interchangeable. Grab your Full Metal Alchemist, grab your Neon Genesis Evangelion and a paper bag to breathe in, grab your Gundam, grab your Beyblade, grab your Ghost in the Shell, Grab your Sailor Moon, grab your Bleach, grab your Uran Host Club, grab your Broken Vases that cost 8 million yen, grab your Fruits Basket, grab your Chinese Zodiac, grab your Death Notes, grab your L Dolls, grab your Cowboy Bebops, grab your Irregular Magic High School students, grab your Mako and Gamaguri shippers, grab your Senkets and Ryuko. Grab your Satsuki and Ragio. Actually, don't bring that. Grab your Robotech. Grab your Rick and Lisa wedding album. Grab your Minmay dolls and scissors. Grab your Yellow Dancer record. And last but not least, grab your Piccolo action figures as we are about to watch Dragon Ball Z movie number 12, Fusion Reborn. In 3, 2, 1, play. Oh, we've got this pleasant little scenery here with the uh, crashing waves on the rocks. Okay. Okay, so we've got Donovan basically as an announcer. Okay, Goku. We're in space here looking at these... Oh, what? How in the world is there an arena? What in the world? Why is this guy got a, a, a halo over him? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So he he's dead apparently. Wow, look at this guy. Wow. So this is basically modern sports at its best and finest with people fighting out. Oh, now we got uh the peanut guy with his monocle. Oh boy. There we go. Oh, he's got a Halo too. Where can I get me one of these Halo? What in the world? Why is Mario in here with the Mushroom Man? What is going on? Oh, got some food here. You know these little crumpets or crockets or whatever that guy's eating kind of looks like the the stuff that the Mako's family is uh, always baking all the time in uh, Kill a Kill. 
So I'm wondering about this uh, north, south, east, and west business. What's, I mean, are we talking civil war issues? Are we talking in space? I mean, what sort of planet here, north, south, east, west? Oh, wow. Look at this. A black man. Pycon. Oh, he's green. What in the world? Who the devil is this Pycon, and where is Piccolo? Is this like a knockoff character? I mean, they can't even have something more creative than... Pycon, which is basically sounding like Piccolo, but with one less syllable. Oh, here we go. Okay, the title scene, Fusion Reborn. Nice, simplistic, minimalist. I like the flashing. It keeps flashing. Here we're going to get third time. No, just two times. Oh, theme song. Ooh, a dragon. Yay. Um, it seems irresponsible to have two, like, toddlers riding on the head of a dragon, but, uh, I don't know if Daenerys Targaryen is going to think about doing that. And those are the three heads of the dragon. Okay, got a lot to punch in. You know, I feel like I just saw a Piccolo. But if Piccolo's not in this movie, that's false advertisement, to be sure. Okay, yeah, there's a little go. What in the world? It's like all of a sudden we went Snoopy to Joe Cool because Gohan put on little sunglasses and a turban to be cool. He's got his little bike that looks like it should be a stationary bike in a gym. Now he's, what the frack? He's on a cloud. Are we in Aladdin? What? Oh, my heavens. What is going on? He's showing the world to this little kid, Jasmine and Aladdin. Uh, smallest car ever. And this chick with this uh, surfboard. What in, oh, my gosh. Scary stuff. I think I just saw a baby doll from Batman the Animated Series. And halos all over the place. Do I need to make a count of halos that are going on? Oh, there's there's Piccolo. He's my he's my buddy. He's my favorite. Oh oh dear! Someone just got blasted out of the of their own living room. That seems dangerous. Someone's standing on an antenna doing weird acrobatics. Is that Gohan? Uh huh. A little strange. You know what he looks like? A VR trooper. Orange? What orange? Something high school. Okay. Wow! Look at those muscles there. Wonder how much he can bench. Okay. What these halos? Heavens above well now the halo is gone. I think that's a bit of a mess up there. Drawers. Okay. Weird little smoke piles. Every soul will get its uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> little Oh my gosh. Wow. Oh dear. Oh my. This is like a giant Santa Claus saying a good and naughty. Why is that guy have one horn on his head? What in the world? Oh my. You know, the cleanser. Gee. You know, this could either be purgatory or uh, it could also be Virgil's idea of uh, the underworld in... Um, in the Aeneid and in general back then classics idea was just that everyone of course went to the underworld and there were different pieces that were just terrible like Sisyphus obviously had to continually roll that rock up the hill so that was a bad place to go but the Elysian fields were basically the idea of heaven but everyone went down there but Virgil's idea was that people were waiting in the underworld to receive a soul and so there's always this line of people waiting and then you know when a soul came down it was freed up then they were able to go and that's almost what it seems like here. Wow, his head just got very large. Wow, they have jobs down here. Just trying to lighten things up. It's no fun down here. 
Well, no, duh, it's no fun. My gosh, I mean, you're dead, and you have horns on your head. Okay. This is father. Do you give birth down in this place, too, or did he have to die, this kid? And of course, someone's not paying attention to what he should be doing, and hijinks ensue, and something bad's about to happen, because otherwise this movie would only be two minutes long. You know, for some reason that King Yama or whatever his name is looks like a South Park character. I'll be fired for... I'm glad that his first concern is being fired when he could probably re-die. What in the world? Oh dear. What is going on? Am I watching Akira right now? Because he's mutating. What in the world? Purple smoke. So why is this guy so much larger than everyone else? That's what I want to know. What? That's freaky. It's a giant baby with um, four nipples in a diaper. Luckily, he has a diaper on. Whoa. And uh, someone's frozen ice. Wow, okay, so the boss is basically donezo with you. No compassion there. Wow, the dimensions look like giant jelly beans. Okay, so there's a breach between living and dead, and we're back to this fight between the knockoff Piccolo and Goku here. <laughs> oh. Let's see how these things will be affected. Oh, look at this pleasant place. Wow, she's got an annoying voice. Oh my. Now we've got a romantic shipper going on here. Whoa. She looks like the princess from Mario. Is this a knockoff from the Mario series? Oh, what on earth? Dracula is what? Oh my gosh. Wow. And the people are. What? People are marching on cars. That seems realistic. And a tank. What? Oh my heavens. Is this Hitler, even though he doesn't have a swastika, he's got an X on his arm? What on earth is going on? Let me talk about Dracula for a moment, because he's got his... Oh my, there's some... Whoa, that guy's shoving in his face with some... Uh, yeah, he's the perfect match for Mako, to be sure. So, Dracula has a stake in his heart, so he probably should have just exploded or dissolved into some dust. But also, he shouldn't be walking around the sunlight. I, I think even though he's come back, that, that doesn't really make sense. Wow. So she's, the wife is, seems like, oh dear, Chi Chi. Seems like she's a nagger of her husband, even though her husband's been dead. 
One would think he would speak well of the dead. Oh my gosh, one of these women that... Ugh. That's always forcing her... Her marriage ideas on other people. Yikes, I wouldn't trust her in the kitchen anymore. Ooh! Wow, she's got a watch like a Power Ranger. That kid is gonna choke on all that rice. Uh, wow. He seems like a pleasant person to uh, interact with. He doesn't smile at all. Still, ugh, that Piccolo knockoff. Terrible. But he's dead. I guess that means... I don't know what Piccolo is doing at this point. Apparently he had some other movie. Or he didn't like the budget for this movie that he decided not to be into it. Um, so, what in the world? So apparently there's no beam me up, Scotty. He just taps his forehead and they're able to zap to another jelly bean. How are you going to bust him out of that glass surface? Okay. Got some uh, some powers there. Maybe you should look more closely. Yeah, how can you not see that? He's huge. Are you blind? Ugh. Oh wow. Okay, pecan. So, what in the world? Are you really going to instigate a battle? Oh, Pecan seems to... Oh, never mind. Wow. Seems like he's got some uh, anger issues. <laughs> oh my gosh. They're treating this fat and, like stupid character as if he's a super intense person like dark side or something else and he only says the same word over and ever again why is Goku so excited to fight wow lure someone down to hell that sounds terrible What in the world? So he just slapped him. He made him upset. How in the world can he float around these little jelly beans, I'm wondering? We're just zero gravity? We just accept it? I feel like there should be some sort of gravitational pull or rule going on in this little place. Oh gosh, he just took all the jelly beans with him. I mean, Goku, has, have you thought about what's going to happen once he follows you and gets there? 
Oh no. It's the worst thing that could happen. He's just created more of himself. Now I get to look at this ugly thing times a billion. What? Are you serious? He thinks they're cute. Give me a break. Oh my gosh, it's like a, an attacking horde of Teletubbies. And now he's fighting. Oh, that's great. Oh my gosh. Wow. How did they disappear exactly? Oh my gosh. Got some zombies here. What kind of outfit is this, man? He's got a cape. Uh, kind of a turban, but not really. He's sunglasses. This is weird. Is this a bit of a chipper? Oh my. Frieza. So here's my question. Is Frieza a man or a woman? Because uh, the voice is clearly feminine. A gravelly, gravelly feminine. But, oh my gosh. I see you forgot my name. I mean, that's the first thing that basically... Writes your doom because you go out to defend yourself and that doesn't work out. Wow, this guy's a creeper, that's all I have to say there. Kind of reminds me of a uh, yellow bastard from Sin City. Well, who are all these people? Uh, so I, I, I get that Gohan is pretty. Uh, oh my, what in the world? He just punched him in the gut and he's donezo. He didn't even go after the minions. He just left his girlfriend all by himself. But I guess it doesn't matter because everyone's jumping off the building. But you do sort of... I mean, I understand that Gohan is probably the strongest uh, Saiyan now. You know, half Saiyan, half human now that his father's dead or has been dead. But you kind of wonder what would have happened if he was fighting all those minions and Frieza. That was a super anticlimactic fight is all I have to say about that. Hey, who's this guy? It's like, basically it looks like Donovan, but with the Fu Manchu. Oh, look, some more zombies. I feel like I'm watching a movie based off of Streets of Rage, the video game. And I just want to kind of have my video controller so I can start button mashing. Oh, look, one of these little dwarfish people. Oh, my, a four-star ball was randomly on a golf course inside of a hole. <laughs> Dragon ball hunting? Is it, oh, whoa. Is it basically like uh, Easter egg hunts? You just find them wherever? You're going to hide a golf ball? Inside of the oh my, wow, that man is really dedicated to his golf game. So, here's the thing look at these uh, 
different stars. I mean, what? Why does one ball deserve more stars than another? Wow, they have. See, I thought these Dragon Balls were a rare item, but apparently you can just find them in every sort of golf, golf course or wherever. Okay, calling somebody. Are you sure you're not wasting this uh, this power a little too soon? Don't you want to figure out what's going on before you call upon your 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 friend here? And should you have those children? I I feel like I need to call Child Protective Services because it seems they oh look a dragon. You know what this reminds me of Iron Fist. <laughs> so excited but really I mean it's a dragon what can't the dragon do wow three wishes genie is his name Chevron is he head of the gas station company I just asked a can question, but it wasn't really a wish. I wish he did do such and such. <laughs> oh my gosh. He's wrong that he couldn't do it. Guess the dragon's not all powerful. Oh my gosh. So, I mean, this can't be the first time that we've meet, met this uh, Chevron character. So I'm wondering, uh, what is the... <laughs> I mean, does he not remember them at all? Each time is a new, fresh Chevron. Wow. How awkward. I guess he can't go back inside his ball without finishing the wishes. Why do you need six balls to make one wish, though? That's a little crazy. Not even my super energy bomb has an effect. Darn you, you stupid wow, this guy has major anger issues. Fosho. Could such a phenomenon be possible? Wow. Here's the yelling. Here's the yelling that I've always known. Look, his eyes are bloodshot. His face looks like an octopus. Why can't we have Pickle? I've got to look at this guy the entire movie. Ugh. And this thing. The jelly beans are falling. You know, I wonder if this was an Easter film and we got these jelly beans. We had the Dragon Ball Z or just the Dragon Ball Easter egg hunt. I'm wondering if some other stuff is going to occur. I mean, this is kind of a chubby rabbit. I don't know. Maybe it's an Easter themed Dragon Ball Z movie. Wow. His halo is not really helping him out here. Whoa. Now he's got interdimensional powers. 
It's almost like, oh my. Teleporting. So my question as we're doing this, uh, I mean, he was basically not the aggressor, this fat chubby guy. So he's fighting back because it, he, he was, uh, there is some instigation, obviously, on Goku's part. But I'm, okay. I, oh, oh no, it's going to hit him. That's great. But, I mean, what's his motive? I mean, for the jelly bean action? What is going on? Uh, if he is the bad guy... Yes, it was you that shot you, Goku. And apparently he likes it. If, uh... What, I mean, what are his motives? What's What are his plans, really? Right now, it just seems like it's a guy that Goku can fight without defeating easily. Oh, wow, that seems inappropriate. What in the world? All of a sudden, Goku's hair turned blonde. I wish I had that potential power. Wow, he's shooting lasers out of his... Cavities? Doing some breakdancing. Atomic explosion. I mean, how is, how is this... I mean, I guess if you're dead, you can't die even more, but... Ugh. Well, he's screaming. I should have timed to scream. Wow, he's still going. Wow. This is like 30 seconds of screaming. How did the actor's head not explode? And what is the purpose of the screaming? Except to create... What in the world? Except to create some sound waves. Okay. I feel like I'm on an acid trip now. He's still going. How in the world? Is the actor doing some circular breathing? Still going. Still go. Are we done? Oh, wow. He just grew out his hair. What a neat trick. What in the... No one has pushed me this far. So you, Jelly Donut Man, with your uh, weird holes in your body, you should be... This is very odd. So, I'm wondering what hair products these people wear, because they, they seem to have similar spiky hair. And I do wonder what the maintenance is like. I mean, certainly, they've got to touch it up throughout the day. At least I would think so. But now, now that his hair is longer than mine... I mean, that seems like a lot of products. Don't really understand the transformation from black-haired, short-haired Goku to blonde, long-haired Goku. And he looks different, too. Wow. So basically, we've transitioned from Streets of Rage to Marvel vs. Capcom.
So he may have defeated the fat chubby thing. How, or maybe, I don't know. Is he going to explode, which would be gross? Ew. This is a cure. Oh, oh. He's going smaller. Uh, never mind. I was going to ask. Now he's transformed into something entirely different. Which is like a scary Frieza knockoff. But, I mean, destroying him is part of the problem. But are you going to be able to get this kid back that was reckless? I mean, do we care about saving innocent beings? Well, I don't like to feel this. Yeah. Oh, here we go with this faux hit. Or what in... Okay. Wow. It's been too long. So... I mean, I can see souls and different people escaping, but why in the world would a tank be going to this underworld place? It's not like tanks have souls. Oh my goodness. Number one, how are these kids flying? Number two, how are they able to basically dart in and out of all those, uh, those shells from the tank? I'm just a kid. Wow. There you go. Look at, oh, it was like a bowling. So Goten basically seems like a jokester and doesn't really take stuff. Whoa. They've all of a sudden turned into blonde people. I guess that's their Saiyan form. Oh, he just considered them Aryans, I guess. Okay. This is interesting. So I guess this Goku... Saiyan level 50,000, who even knows? I guess his attack actually powered up the fat guy and made him evolve into this creature, and that was a bad, bad situation. It seems like Goku's one of those uh, hit first, asked questions later types of people. He's getting himself into some pro. What? Oh my. He's just able to. Discorp-corpulate? Corporate? And then recorporate? However it's pronounced. Wow. So, maybe it's good that Piccolo's not in here because right now this guy's, like, got the worst piece of the story in the world. He's just going to spend the entire 50 minutes of the movie yelling at the jelly beans. Hopefully he didn't get paid a lot for this. Or maybe he should have in order to, to give back. There he's reconstituting his body. just turned a pineapple into a sword. Whoa. Goku just lost some hair. I still just want to know... I mean, if I were fighting somebody, I guess I would just want to know the purpose of it all. I mean, I, obviously this guy is more of a threat than the fat guy, but what's at stake here? That's what I want to know. Oh, got some blood.
One of the jelly beans got cut. Wow. Seems a little rough. More hair. Who needs a barber when you've got this character? Some Japanese sign I can't read, which points to an overturned pyramid. And, oh, looks like he turned back to regular Goku. And he's drowning? feel like I'm in some sort of abstract or impressionist piece of art. Aha. Uh -huh. He's now trapped in a prism. Floating through a deep chasm. A lot of good your fighting did there, Goku. You created this guy and now you can't even defend yourself. Is BFF Vegeta. Wow. <laughs> Seems like he's got an ego on him, this Vegeta. You just got your body back. Don't you want to not do that? Wow. So, if Goku's been good and has a halo, then why is Vegeta... He doesn't consider himself good, but he also has a halo. And perhaps it'd be better... Oh, your pineapple is shriveled up, sir. And perhaps you should actually work together to defeat this, this uh, person. Oh. He reminds me of the villain of uh, Vegeta does. Reminds me of the the villain on The Incredibles with his hair and the spikiness. Again, level of product, man. I feel like he's putting some bad chemicals into the universe with how much hairspray he may be using. Vegeta, no. Vegeta, no. You're telling Vegeta, no. I mean, what else can he do? He's being strangled and pushed out into the atmosphere of jelly beans. How can he possibly stop that? Wow, now all of a sudden this villain is Clayface. Mm -hmm. Oh, another Japanese sign. Oh dear. What a conveniently placed pile of cacti. Now Vegeta has black hair. Now they are both trapped inside of the cactus, the fortress of cactus solitude. So now that their their geese are ruined, I do wonder uh, if there are tailors in this underworld. Certainly they won't walk around in the next movie with a messed up gee. Maybe you should stop talking so that when he walks by, the villain doesn't hear you. But together... 
our powers combined. <gasps> Fusion. The F word finally pops up. 34 minutes into the film. Mm. He'd rather die than do a fusion. How does that make sense? Guess these people are frenemies. You just need to get over yourself and do what needs to be done. You know what I'm saying? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. He knows you're there. I don't, why isn't Vegeta helping or asking the questions that I keep asking about, you know, who is this guy and why do we need to defeat him? It's just like, there's a bad guy there, so we need to destroy him. Why does he keep calling him Kakarot? What weird epithet is that? Looks like this guy's got some pride issues. <laughs> I love how he's talking this uh, Vegeta down. It's okay. Listen, I've been training, so you shouldn't beat yourself up. Wow. He's trying to be nice. We better go. He's on the move. This place will be gone in 30 seconds, so might as well get You know, as I watch these halos, I feel like singing a Beyonce song. We really don't have any time to spare. I refuse to run. We'll be slaughtered. Why does he need gloves? I wonder if this character has ever smiled. Oh, they're going to do the fusion technique. That was your plan all along, Goku. Reverse Psychite. Whoa, boy. What that tapping of the forehead? It's like St. Nicholas wiggling his nose and going down a chimney. Oh. Oh, okay, so all of a sudden this is like War World, and it's being televised, even though the fate of this entire little nexus or wherever we are is at stake, people are still being entertained. It's like Mondo, that whatever his name is, that really fat guy from X-Men. I'm loving the soundtrack with the, uh, the guitar riffs and the... The Rock. Yep, there we go. Some cubism here. Started, oh, look at his little booty. It's a simple technique, but we have to harmonize our spiritual Oh, harmonize our spiritual energies. Our have to be exactly the oh. Uh-huh, uh-huh. 
These people never done a fusion before. This could be, I mean, the first time you're about to do this is with high stakes. Wow, what a weird stance he's got. Oh my. I feel like I'm in a dance class. Wow. This is how it's done. There's no other I feel you, Vegeta. I feel you. We're warriors, Kakarot, not ballerinas. Well, hey, so what if it looks a little funny? It's the end result that we're concerned with. I will not dance like a ballerina. Even though there's blood coming from my eyes. Oh, look, uh, first maniacal laugh that we've had. Oh my gosh, here we go again. You always gotta love the people that, oh wow, that crit criticize what you're doing. But they're not helping you at all. Okay, back to this. Why can't they just destroy, if you were like Gohan, then you would go right for the problem. He went towards Frieza. If you got rid of Hitler, I'm sure, or faux Hitler, I'm sure that all of his little minions would fly away. This fusion reminds me of the second. Oh, what in? Oh my gosh. This is not at all what I was expecting. So you're telling me that these two intense warriors, Goku, yeah, his butt's even bigger than mine. I would say that. And this other character is drawing something. Give me a break. And oh my, there's so bizarre things going on here but you're telling me that we got these two intense warriors Goku and Vegeta they do their fusion thing and they turn into this fat chunky character that is not what I was thinking I was thinking uh, there's a game Marvel Ultimate Alliance and you're able to bond to like attack so Iron Man could shoot something uh, and maybe Spider-Man builds up a web and so it's this impact like blaster I, something like that that's what I was expecting how is this look Oh my, this thing has zero cardio if he goes two steps and is gasping for air. What? Also, I can see his vertical smile. Whoa, okay, so now he flatulates. Is that his power? Is this how all fusions are? Oh my. It's having some digestion issues it seems
Well, at least these people know what's at stake. I'm still slightly confused about it. Oh. It's like this guy is fighting Bulk and Skull. Merged as one being. Use the gas? That's his only fighting power. Is there a video game based off of this? Because that'd be certainly interesting to button mash through. At least the villain here doesn't talk because sometimes they just boast too much and they get annoying and this guy just laughs sometimes and goes to town and, you know, those are the dangerous ones. Rabbit feet technique. And, like, the same stuff is happening over and over with these little kids. They're in the air. There are shells coming at them. They yell. Hitler yells. That's it. Oh my gosh. Hiding, especially in your form, you had to know that wasn't going to work. Oh. Okay, how did they split up here? Is this like Firestorm and they can split up at will? What's going on? Oh, the jelly beans. He's upset. I wonder what type of jelly beans those are. I mean, are these uh, every flavor Bernie Bots or whatever they're called from Harry Potter? Are they Starburst jelly beans? Are they some Sabrocks jelly beans? Well, well, well. So technique was messed up. Interesting. I love how Goku's so optimistic. It's okay. We'll do it right the second time. You'd think you would want to do the fusion when you're closer to the enemy, but I guess you would be distracted by it. Oh! Here's the fake Piccolo. I guess he's done yelling at the jelly bean. I don't really think he's going to be able to hold him off so long because he's not Piccolo. Okay. So I guess the theme here is that words hurt. And you need to be positive and encouraging to other people. Because yes, like Christine Aguilar said, words can bring you down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Disco ball. Oh, oh. So, got a cyan, tr cyan uh, transformation. And in that transformation... His gi was magically restored. How do you? How did the kids know that their dad's fused? I guess the fusion created these new clothes. How in the world can they tell from you know a world away that their parents are fused together? Now he's got a little Superman curl on his hair. It's like Venom. 
Okay, we're getting down to business. You know what? As I'm watching this fight, I kind of think of Chevron, the, uh, the dragon there, and I just think, what a wasted plot point. I guess maybe the writers just wanted to bring him in to prove that, to say, or I guess forgo any arguing of, you know, why didn't you just use the dragon to get rid of this? Because that's what they tried to do, and then the dragon said that he couldn't. But, I mean... Yeah, so I guess the characters standing around are still standing around the dragon. Who even knows? He wanted those two other wishes. Okay, lots of... Oh, some stars. Those are... So... so some What? Oh, there's that kid. Look, here he is. That was my concern. But Goku, Vegeta, Fusion... Oh... Yeah, he's pretty scared. I would be, too. The gi, my problem with them is the fact that the pants are so baggy. I wonder how you're not tripping in them. You know what I'm saying? Whoa. What in... Okay. Kamikaze ghost attack is basically projectile vomiting a bunch of ghosts. How in the world does he have a connection to that place that it come out of his belly? I like how the kids can do it in one turn, but or one try, but the bloody pond bridge, but these characters cannot take some two, actually three times. Gargarot. Oh, look, Vegeta's at. That was bizarre. <gasps> My friend, they are friends. So Vegeta smiled, which was I didn't think that would happen, and he also disappeared. Everything else is disappearing. I wasn't sure what he was talking about when he said he's never been so backed up. So I'm glad he clarified and said, with work. Look, they're flying. Oh, isn't life wonderful? Well, uh, I mean, they can tell. Whoa. Oh. Oh, dear. So they're making kissing sounds, so you're telling me that Videl and uh, Gohan were making out when the world was in a crisis? That seems... How embarrassing. It seems like irresponsible. Oh, there's Chevron. No, no one's making a wish, you fool. You were brought out for no reason. Six Dragon Balls were wasted on you. Oh, here we go with my acid trip again. Oh, look at that guy. Well. Boy, oh boy, is what I have to say to this movie as the the credits be rolling. So, I mean, this is probably the type of movie that you need to watch for Easter. Because, in fact... It's very Easter, Easter, oh look, Trunks, Laura Barely, I, I met her. Because it's very Easter-centric, it seems. I mean, all those jelly beans, I mean, it made me really crave some Starburst jelly beans. I'm telling you what now. And, 
you got the Easter egg hunts, like I said, because you, they were looking for Dragon Balls, and apparently I could go on a golf course around here and find a Dragon Ball and make a wish, and then Chevron the Dragon will come, and, and uh, he'll be dying to make three wishes for me. Hey, I've got a problem that I didn't get to see Piccolo, and I'm wondering why we had this knockoff. So there are basically, I guess we could say, four storylines going on, maybe. So you've got basically Earth and, you know, the, the dead people that are coming in. And you've got those still alive characters, shenanigans, hijinks, and all this stuff, fighting that. You have Goku fighting the main big bad guy. And then, of course, Vegeta comes and joins him. And then PyCon is just doing this dumb business of yelling at the uh, giant jelly bean and trying to break it down and, and save this uh, this king character. So, you know, the I think the main one certainly is the Goku-Vegeta uh, situation and just this bad guy. Again, I just wish there was something more at stake. It seems like, yeah, this nexus is going to break down, but I felt like because it was this innocent kid that was just by happenstance slash being irresponsible, he's changing into this big thing, and then Goku made him evolve even more that I wish it was like a more evil person like maybe Frieza was was able to to join up with him or something because they actually kind of look alike if you look at at least the dome anyways it'd be neat if everything if that could have been the main I don't know but but I guess you know the main thing was the fact that he was causing so many problems that you know the dead people were in fact bleeding into the the living world but again it's just underneath it all is this completely innocent bystander so could we have had a a more intense person uh lots of fighting and boy did did Goku yell for for multiple minutes and uh and he kept yelling but I think it really picked up for me when Vegeta appeared and uh it's interesting you know he pops in and the first thing he says is I told you before that no one's going to take you down but me which of course that flashes back to so many things I think everyone says that right reminds me of James Jr. saying that to uh to nightfall and saying, you know, no one's going to take down my sister or I'm going to take care of my sister, that sort of thing, uh, to Barbara Gordon, just to make some Batman references there. But uh, so that re that that was interesting, but it was good to see that rivalry and it was interesting to see, you know, just a pos more positive, optimistic character like Goku against Vegeta and then have this, you know, fusion water ballerina dance and mess up and then have that chubby guy. So the fight, like failure, multiple failures, and then all of a sudden they're able to get together and defeat him and then in the end you know an uplifting moment but Vegeta had to give back his body of course so uh so certainly a lot of comedy intermixed with action and everything and I'm still sort of trying to understand everything that's going on so you just have to be patient with me as I start to learn more and more about Dragon Ball Z so would I recommend this movie? I definitely would, especially for someone who is a diehard Dragon Ball Z fan. And I perhaps would say if you're a new reader or a new viewer that you should not start with this particular movie because I think you would be thrown off quite a bit. I was trying to think if I had a favorite moment or not. I think it was the end. Just uh, just that nice little moment that Goku and Vegeta had at the end. And, and he thanked him and, and then he went off. And, you know, after a good hard day of work, I guess it's not a day. It could have constituted multiple days. But 
There were lots of strange things that abounded in this particular episode, so I would just be careful uh, as to what state of mind you are in, because if you are tired, I think that you will you'll be wigging out with, with some of the surreal images that come flying at you. So for my first taste of Dragon Ball Z, I survived, and I'm ready for another taste. So now that you know I have full control over the show, I also want to bring in a couple new segments. And hopefully, you know, I'll get some feedback. Remember, you can email the show to to see whether you enjoy these segments or not. But let's just get started. The first segment is Stella on Phonics. <laughs> Everybody, I have something to tell to all you kids who are learning how to read and spell. There are a lot of fancy letters in the alphabet, but there isn't any reason to be getting upset. So if you just pay attention to the words that I say, you'll know that. Ah, ah, ah. Is the sound of a name. The sound of a name. Ah. The sound of a name. Stella on Phonics presents the letter A. Akmen. Akane Kimidori. Alien Announcer. Android 18. Angela. Antique Shop Owner. Apuli. Arby. Arqua. Atla. This was Stella on Phonics. Everybody, I have something to tell to all you kids who are learning how to read and spell. There are a lot of fancy letters in the alphabet, but that isn't any reason to be getting upset. So if you just pay attention to the words that I say, you'll know that. Ah, ah, ah. Is the sound of a name. The sound of a name. Ah. The sound of a name. Next up, we have Shipper Spotlight.
any of you have listened to any of the other shows that I've been on, I know it sounds like I'm just all over the place. I, I don't. It's not me being a bragger or anything. I just hopefully you've had experience of me before, so this isn't uh, very shocking for you. But I love shippers. I love to ship people together, and I don't know. Maybe it's me being a female, just love in my heart. But I like them. So I'm going to do a shipper spotlight here. And now shippers for me can be romantic, or they can very much be like agape love or familial love. So this one is in that case agape familial love. So don't get any wrong idea about me. But here I'm going to do Gohan Piccolo as my shipper spotlight. So the first meeting, so Piccolo, as you all know, was born to avenge his father's death at the hands of Goku. And he does attempt this, but he fails. So five years pass, and Piccolo has since continued to train in order to reach his goal. But one day, he has a brief confrontation with the Saiyan Raditz, who found Piccolo due to his scouter when he was trying to locate his brother, Kakarot Goku. In complete awe over the sudden arrival of this stranger, Piccolo demands to know Raditz's origins and intentions. Piccolo learns of Raditz's plan to destroy humanity later on, and Raditz easily subdues Goku and then kidnaps Gohan. And here, Piccolo offers Goku a temporary truce in the face of this new threat, intending to resume his ongoing struggle with Goku afterwards. And Goku ends up agreeing with this truce despite the pleas of his friends against this idea. So here, kind of a small connection between Piccolo and Gohan here. So now the history of specifically Gohan and Piccolo. With the news of even more powerful opponents soon to arrive, Piccolo takes Gohan to break wasteland in order to train this kid and raise his survival skills. So Piccolo can use Gohan's massive potential to help defend the Earth from the science and then originally to help Piccolo take over the world afterward. He's got some shady ideas underneath. Though his treatment to Gohan is initially harsh, leaving him alone in the wasteland for six months to raise his survival techniques, then brutally training the boy for the next six months, he begins to warm up to Gohan and the two actually form an unbreakable bond. While the training continued, Piccolo shows a little bit of affection for Gohan in the first night of his six-month survival training by giving him three apples, as Gohan had not eaten anything in days. Piccolo does become annoyed when Gohan complains about the apple's bitter taste. Piccolo says that Gohan will need to let go of his time with his parents who pampered and spoiled him. Suddenly, Gohan transforms into a great ape and proceeds to destroy the wasteland around him, much to Piccolo's shock and slight fear. Piccolo then destroys the moon to turn Gohan back to normal, knowing the two invading science could use this technique to their advantage also. Piccolo then proceeds to remove Gohan's tail and make some new training clothes and a sword, which was, I think, a loving gesture there. So with Cybermen gone later on as we continue this here, Nappa, the larger Saiyan, decides to enter combat and during one of the team attacks when Gohan gives into his fear and runs away from Nappa instead of blasting him as Piccolo ordered, Piccolo deems Gohan a failure and when the three hour break occurs suggests Gohan should go home and not be a distraction in the fight. So we've got, it's very much a, an up and down, a sinusoidal relationship here. Later on still, Vegeta orders Nappa to quickly kill the remaining defenders as they're working with Goku might result in a challenge. So Nappa actually first aims for Gohan with an extremely powerful attack, but Piccolo jumps in the way of it, sacrificing himself to save Gohan. So his body's ruined, Piccolo falls to the ground, and with tears in his eyes, Piccolo bids farewell to Gohan, whom he admits made him soft, and is the only person to ever call him friend. Oh. So, kind of a rough start. Training, 
good relationship formed, then it kind of a downslide, but at the end, I mean, sacrificing himself, what better way is there to say, you know, that there's love in his heart? So Piccolo and Gohan, sweet or bitter relationship? I'd say that this is a sweet Aww. relationship. <laughs> Anastasia for her ghee recommendation. Hello, darlings. My name is Anastasia, and I'm going to give you my Gi recommendation. Now, as you know, any Dragon Ball Z fighter needs a proper Gi to go along with his, well, his fighting. Now, generally, you need to look at your complexion, your hair color, your eye color in order to properly pick the right Gi. Now let me first go through the different color combinations that you can have, darlings, and then I will give you my final recommendation. You can have the white and dark blue, like Mutato has, the purple, found on Mutato's disciples, King Piccolo, Piccolo, and Gohan, the regular blue color, which Goku and Shokan wear, the red, found most often in the turtle school, Goku, Pan, Krillin, and Yamcha. The orange, found again with the turtle school, Goku, Gohan, Goten, Krillin, and Yamcha. The lime green color, which the crane school will often sport. The light blue and regular blue, which the panther fang school will sport. The dark green, which you will find on little trunks and oob. The blue and green, or the blue and yellow, which Goku will often wear, darlings. 
So you may be asking yourself, if I have so many options, how do I know? If you are a fair complexion, I do not recommend any of these lighter colors like this yellow or this lime green or orange. Now, in general, I recommend the orange for any others, except if you have orange hair, of course, which it would clash with that, darlings. But really, the orange is the universal color. And really, who wouldn't want to dress like Goku? So this has been Anastasia's Gi recommendation. Tune in next time as I tell you which Gi you should use if you are asking a girl out on a date. Some will attract females better than others. Until next time, darlings, this is Anastasia. Thank you, Anastasia. Well, that is it for our show, or I should say my show. Again, just thank you so much for being willing to, to listen into to my first episode and really my first experience with Dragon Ball Z. I think it's going to be a wonderful ride, and I'm really hoping that you, you stick with me as I finish up this, this series. I can't call it great yet because I'm still sort of getting used to it, but you know, it certainly is entertaining, and I'm looking forward to see how it goes. I will see you next month when I review Movie 13, Wrath of the Dragon. And it won't be a commentary. This was just sort of a special thing where I decided to do a commentary since it was my first episode. And commentaries are always special. But the next one, I'm just going to give you a synopsis and then review it and, and a grade and everything. So we're going to get back to back to normal and everything. But specials are, you know, in the pike, certainly. So be ready for that. An ancient evil. A phantom. What it found in peace, it left in pieces. Vanquished in the distant past by two noble heroes. With the blade, my people survived the onslaught. Manosha and I became heroes. Risen once more. The Kashvar, power-hungry aliens who believe themselves to be the superior species of the universe. They revived an evil long thought destroyed by my ancestors. Herudigan. A new threat from a terror of old. What could have done this? You have been summoned to do my bidding. The Earth's greatest warriors stand unafraid. Look, I don't care what you are. This ends now! Slaughter them all! Ready? Double lethal missile fire! Together we shall bring this universe to its knees! Dragon Thank you for listening to The Next Dimension, a Dragon Ball Z podcast. You can find the show and leave feedback at dbznextdimension.libson.com or write in for emails at dbznextdimension at hotmail.com. If you like what I'm doing, please send in feedback at iTunes or like the show on Facebook. Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball GT, and Dragon Ball Kai are all owned by Funimation, Toy Animation, Fuji TV, and Akira Toriyama. Dragon Ball is created by Akira Toriyama. Until next time, may you never get attacked by underwear. And April Fools! Peace.
Ha, 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 ha,